Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, the AFL's testing decision made to stop fat-shaming players, the findings of the investigation into Liz Cambridge's actions in Opal's camp, and there's less than 90 days till the Winter Olympics, so we discuss what we have to look forward to. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Molly Silva, and as always, I'm joined by my five-head having co-hosts, Georgia Moore and Keely Silva. <laughs> we were just talking Holy about... Holy speak for yourself. Yeah, I am speaking I for myself. I kind of could feel it coming, but <laughs> yeah. I was still offended. Yeah. Well, look, if we're completely honest, and we'll share some footage from today's recording, <laughs> the reason I said five-head is because my forehead looks enormous <laughs> today, and I don't know if it's the lighting, I don't know if it's because my hair is slicked back, but I just wanted to have some um, support by fellow five. So she roped us all into being five. When it's really we're all kind of slick Rick today. Yeah, but it's definitely. Just I don't know me. five head. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Anyway, can we get a rule on? Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe do some measurements <laughs> later on and compare. But what's more important is, girls, how were your weeks? Georgia Moore, start no, us off. Molly, how was your week? Yeah, let's start you, you start Molly. us off. Okay, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> my, this is why we don't get you to start. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, go on then. My week was pretty bloody good. Some highlights included. Um, one, I saved a baby bird in the middle oh. of a run. I was traumatized. She nearly killed it. No, I didn't nearly kill it. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was running at full pace though, and <laughs> which, which is, is how, very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. I didn't nearly kill it. And on the on the footpath, this tiny little baby bird was just sitting there, like staring up at me. And I like slammed the brakes on. And I had a jacket on. And I had to pull it off and use it to gently caress its tiny fragile body to pick it up and put it in a front garden. And the mum was watching me the whole time. And I was like, I'm not going to hurt. It. I'm not going to hurt it. But I'm afraid that a cat probably ate it. Um, anyway. And also, That's a really brutal end. Yeah, I know. I'm just being realistic. I've honestly, Luna would never. I, I <laughs> this happened last Thursday, right? And I've thought about it all week, and honestly, had nightmares about this poor baby bird. Anyway, more importantly, another highlight. Oh, you brought a hat. I brought a hat, and I bought a new hat that Georgia has the same. Wait, I'm gonna go and get it. Wait, why didn't you get me one? Um, because they you're not a part that. of the team. Sweet. Now we have matching hats. They are the clothing the gaps, empty flag hat, if you want to get it. Anyway, so that was my main reveal of of me talking about my week is that I finally have a hat and I thoroughly enjoy this hat um, and I've wanted it since I saw Georgia Moore wearing it at the beginning of the year, but I finally got it. (laughs) Keely Silver, how's your week? Well, not good now. I don't have a hat. You didn't buy me a hat. You're a dog. Um, no, nah, my week was good. Um, yep, yeah, that's it. Nice, nice. Georgia Wall. <laughs> Solid week. Okay, um, do you know what is so weird? I actually thought about putting this hat on, but my bun was too high. Yeah, and, went, and this Ugh. is not really working for me. I'm I'm just going to leave the hat this week. So I am just need the people to see that I have it, and now I'm taking it off. Where do I do this To hide the five head. <sighs> there we go. Um... Other than that, my week was good. I did actually buy a new hat, and I'm not going to tell you what it was. <laughs> Are we going to turn into a hat podcast? Yeah, we're a hat podcast. What's that? Chicks but and hats. <laughs> when I get oh, it, no, when no, it no. arrives um, from the States. Oh, it's I... a Harry Styles hat. No. It's a Harry Styles hat. You're lying. And that was so face. presumptuous, Marley. I'm keeping it a secret, and when it arrives, I'll tell the viewers. Or it's gone state. it's really exciting. Well, you're just going to have to wait and find out with the viewers, aren't you? All righty. Well, while we wait, let's get into the first segment. Feedback, kids with kids. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here. on X Games mode. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. He on X Games mode. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Thank you. Okay, so feedback. First one. Very exciting. This actually made me happy because, Marley, you turned around and told me and I was like, what? So, if you watched our uh, videos from last week's podcast and conversation with Brandon, the hectic Chief Smith, uh, you would have seen that he made a friend with a boy called Brody. Brody is Brody Mayhew, and he actually somehow found us um, and reshared our stuff. 
say, saying that we're all legends. Um, so shout out to Brody. Yeah. Hopefully he's a listener. Do you now. think someone like a girl that he knows maybe listens and then saw it or like, nah, he probably it's just YKTR. follows Brandon to be fair. Yeah. Hey, YKTR. Or YKTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, take it back. I but got excited because I was like, maybe one of his friends was like, oh my God, I saw you on my favorite podcast, but hey. it's not likely. No, oh, no. Unlikely, but there's like nearly If you were the person that showed people. him, can yeah. you t- DM us please? Yeah. Um, if you weren't, I'm assuming it's, yeah, from YKTR or something. But that was fun. Um, yeah. Next one. So someone, their Instagram handle is Vilba Turner something. What? No, I'm not kidding. Look. Anyways. Vilba Turner Janto. Yep. We'll go That's that. phonetics. Phonetic. Phonetics, yeah. Um, and... It was a kind of a one-time video that I actually watched. <laughs> I think you guys got to watch it because it got sent to the chicks Instagram, and it was a video of Danny Ricardo doing um, some sort of promo thing. And the song in the background is the our song that we use for this. Our theme song. Our theme song. And then they said, um, not exactly feedback feels, but did Dr. Rip you guys off or what, or just have some good taste? Obviously, it is a free. It is a royalty-free tune. <laughs> But but we'll take it. We'll take it. And I reckon he's probably a fan. He just doesn't want to, you know, get us Unveil to be too himself and be just, too. Yeah. It'll be too hectic because there'll be so many people who come to us. I don't know if we're ready for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's actually funny as. <laughs> yeah. Me either. Um, and then a bit, bit of a more serious one. Our OG listener Tegan Few um, was super stoked that she got a shout out, but she also commented on how. She thought it was amazing how accepting and vocal we were about Josh's coming out story. And uh, it's Josh Cavallo. Yes, it's really refreshing to hear how welcoming we are. So that's a really nice compliment for us. And we are. We welcome all. I have a bit of feedback. I've also got one more, but you go. Oh, okay. Well, um, very loyal listener of the show and my bestest pal, uh, Sean Smith. She sent me a an aggressive video. Oh, she um, always does this. She does this. She She's does. very aggressive. So instead, uh, because she lives in Queensland, the way that we communicate is often by videos in text messages. And um, she sent you me You don't one. just do voice memos? It's better if I can see your face. Okay. How good's a voice memo? <laughs> yeah, the best. Really embracing them lately. If you don't get around voice memos, get around yeah, them they now. Are great. They are great. But so Sean sent me this very early in the morning um, saying she was just catching up on a few past episodes and she pointed out an error that I made and an error that I was shocked that I had made, that we had made, Keely. When we did the babbling, bumbling band of baboons, quote of Professor McGonagall, Sean said that we said it was from the Order of the Phoenix. When I know from a fa- for a fact it's Goblet, Goblet of Fire. Fire. Goblet of Fire. I know this. Oh, I know even this. I know that. But Why do I feel like we... I swear we said that. But she reckons we said it the other way around and, I mean, I believe her. Whatever. And I'm disappointed, so I just want but to But also disappointed that no one else picked up on that. Yeah, maybe she just heard it wrong, but I'm, I'm just Whatever. amending it. Sorry, Sean. She was very upset. Um, my last bit of feedback is from very loyal listener Mitchell Parker. Um, he's not going to be happy with this one, but I don't care. <laughs> Marley and I had the joy of seeing Mitch on s- Saturday night um, in a very questionable state. He was great. Yeah. Quality, quality man. Um, two things. First thing... He wouldn't even remember this, but he um, brought up the podcast straight away yeah. and then also said, um, "I okay, the whole Pink Panther thing, he was like, I listened to it and I heard that whole part. And he's like, I didn't think to message you guys because I didn't think people would actually like say something and you would mention it. He's like, so then when people were saying that, I felt like, what did he say? He was like, I was, I'm the OG. I listened. I wanted to, you know, be recognised. I heard it too. <laughs> Marley, I can't take you seriously with your hat on backwards. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and your muscle tank top. <laughs> it's just there's a lot of boys. Yeah, the boys. Um, and on the back of that, just a small shout out to him for rapping Cardi B. So, so accurately, so clean. He did Cardi B's up, uh, and that's the one that goes and it's up and it's up like that. But he knew every single word, hit it the timing right. Was kind of doing a little dance in the back of the car. It was incredible. <laughs> He what actually said that um, his favourite one's Hot Girl Summer, so maybe we'll have Trap. to – I'll record him doing it. Okay. Isn't that Megan <laughs> the Stallion? And, and, and Cardi, Cardi B. B. And Cardi B. Okay. And I Ty also have feedback. Go on. Hit us. It's a really big segment today. Um, proud of myself and my segment. Proud of your segment. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> a really good 
old friend now in Melbourne that we can have visitors to our home again. I had some of the new rookie boys over for dinner last week and it was all very cute and very wholesome. But another really old friend came over and sometimes he listens and sometimes he doesn't. I'm low-key nervous if he hears this. But he walked into the kitchen and was like, oh, this is the Cheeks and Balls background kitchen. (laughs) And I was like, yes, it is. He goes, I know that basketball hoop. I was like... Oh, oh, I love that. That was the first one. So shout out, Bob Kearns. Love you. That's actually um, cool. Second one, I want to issue a public apology, specifically to OG listener Gabrielle. Um, I've caught up on Love Island Australia. I'm kind of hooked. Oh, um, that's is it as good flip. as UK? Absolutely not. I will never revoke on that. Is it still kind of trash? Absolutely. But am I low-key hooked? Yes. Great. Sorry. Amazing. Um, and the final one is actually a question. I don't know if you guys saw this in the question box, but um, Bar Plum Podcast said, have you ever opened up a Christmas present and just thought, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just like want to know one. if you have. You're not going to like my one. Which one is it? Um, we had a family member send us a Bible for Christmas <laughs> ones. And I was like, <laughs> I know it's a Christian holiday. But this is weird. <laughs> I definitely have, but I couldn't tell you right now. That's the one that's cemented in my brain. G more? Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have, and I think I was like 12 and I love my mum, so I'm going to save her from saying it on the podcast. But love you, Trace. Thanks for all the presents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was a long yeah. one. Yeah, sorry about that. Not sorry, but. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And over the weekend, it was revealed that the AFL has reportedly outlawed a pretty common way of measuring body composition in athletes. It's used in a lot of forms of elite sport, and it's called the skinfold test. So what is a skinfold test? It's one of the oldest methods of determining a person's body composition and body fat. A skinfold calorie is used to assess the skinfold thickness so that a prediction of the total amount of body fat can be made. Um, this method is actually based on a hypothesis that the body fat is equally distributed across the body. And Keely, you would probably know a bit more about this than I do. But mm. correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm thinking of what a skinfold test looks like, it's like actually pinching yes, someone's skin. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So it was... Pro- Reported this past Saturday night that the league has stepped in to ban teams from using um, this measurement tool ahead of the 2021 draft, with claims being made that performing the test on draft prospects could be a form of body shaming. So um, the whole bunch of talented uh, young boys who have been doing the testing and getting physically and mentally ready for the national draft um, – they also have a uh, an annual AFL draft combine event, which is like a camp where they go in and do all these sorts of tests and the recruiters apparently raise their eyebrows when they realise that this was omitted from part of the testing. So this is a really interesting one. Um, it was reported in March that the league had reached out to clubs to register concerns about mental health and body image issues linked with the test so this has been the result and I wanted to of course there's been backlash to this um former players like West Coast Eagles premiership player Will Schofield reacted by saying that the ban is a joke and that he hated those tests but he also said fat shaving you're signing up to be an elite athlete not a social media influencer and to remove it to protect player well-being is a effing joke um so I wonder how you guys feel about this. Keely Silver, as someone who works in a realm around athletes and, and this kind of talking about body and, you know, um, making sure that they can perform at their best as a physiotherapist, what what do you think about this? I, I don't know if you're going to like my opinion. I don't have a problem with the skinfold test, but I think it needs to be used in an appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. Um when you are striving to be an elite athlete, you want to be the best in the best shape that you can be, which comes down to really little percentage of body fat. Mm. Um, whether or not you use the skinfold test, that's the reality of it. Um, obviously, for different positions in different sports, it varies. So I think if you're going to use the skinfold, and I, I don't know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, whoever's listening, um, I think in some sports, 
depending on your position, they, there's actually variables and certain numbers that you don't have to meet. Yeah. And um, it just depends on, on where you're at and within context. And I mean, not myself, I've only had my first encounter with a dietitian properly um, in the last three weeks. Um, and we've created a professional relationship with one at work. And I think if you have someone like a really good dietitian on board, that's also really important. Um, one of the questions and topics they spoke to us about was, uh, you know, where do you hold your, your body yeah. fat as um, an individual? So I think if they look at it that way, I actually don't see a problem with it. If it's all in context and you want to be an elite athlete, that's just the way it is. That's mm. how I feel anyway. I understand that um, social media probably puts a lot of pressure on people these days and, and that's the reality of it. But I'd like to think that most people going into an elite environment could be different if, I don't know, in the female sports playing netball could be different in that sense. Or I don't know. I actually don't know. have experience in, in netball. I've only seen like the footy side of things. But um, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. G Moore, what do you think? It's so interesting because I sit – I was reflecting on this today and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be such a fence sitter on this. And I don't think that has shifted, but I can sit there and listen to everything that you just said and be like, yeah, 100%. And then, apart, like, that's so true. They are elite athletes and, like, body fat is sort of different to weight, is different to image. It looks different on everyone. You know, you're big forwards in the context of rugby league and never going to be the same size as your wingers, outside backs, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, when used responsibly and in a supportive environment – go off Mm. but and then even interesting that you said oh I don't know is it different in netball when it's women Mm. and my first thought when I started this was the body image struggles of men in sport in life in every aspect are so disregarded so often in my experience anyway I just think that we put so much as society put so much energy into how scrutinized women's bodies are and I will probably stand pretty firm in a position that they are more scrutinized than the male body however I think that the conversation around men's body image and mental health in that space probably isn't acknowledged enough as it should be and sort of like in the people I've grown up around like my brother was involved in professional sport for a little while there and a lot of friends have been and the conversation around weight is non-stop in preseason especially and whether people are trying to cut or trying to build or trying to gain weight or get to like it's constant and I think that that sort of weight is different to body fat so you can separate it but it would be pretty naive to think that it isn't on men's mind like really quite heavily in that space so I think I think for me it would come down to is it an essential test in getting the athlete ready like can you go without it are there Mm. other ways to navigate that journey I suppose or that weight loss or those goals for athletes because if it's not a huge loss then maybe what's the harm in taking it away and if it is going to make some of these young boys feel better taking that step but yeah it's a tricky one because then I as I said I listen to you Kiels and I'm like yeah put it in a comfortable responsible environment and no harm no foul yeah but like you said like there's probably never you know you're not going to get 100 percent reassurance that someone isn't going into a toxic environment mm. even exactly. surrounded by older players who are like you need to be this or whatever like or we don't that, know or that 97 of them are fine yeah and three of them have really struggled with it for 100%. a long time yeah and then they're stepping into a space like the draft the nab camp that marley referenced where the whole week or however long it goes for every waking hour is spent comparing yourself to the boys next to you in terms of your athleticism in terms of your ability in terms of where you're going to get drafted to blah 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 so if for a couple of boys the last thing they need on top of the draft pressure is being like oh like I, i yeah as i said i've heard the boys talk about skin folds and how much they dread it and how much they hate it and that really frequently so yeah I get it. And I think I'm glad that you pointed back to that camp of it in the draft sense and that being where this has come out from because that context is really important and I completely agree. There's so much pressure on these young boys who are trying to make a career out of it. And if that's taken out and away from their mind so they can just focus on performing and showing the best footballer that they can be, I think there's absolutely no harm in that. I also think from what I was reading about it, it's not an exact science. It's not something that is a thousand percent, you know, 
accurate in measuring that sort of thing. And it also reminds me of being in like PE in yeah. year 10 when Mr. McLaughlin said, you know, someone like Paul Gallen does not have a good BMI because of the way that he's shaped and built, yeah. but that doesn't mean he's a, he's an unhealthy athlete. Yeah. And mm. I know yeah, that... BMI sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it's the, in the same realm, right? Yeah. Like it's, they're not super accurate and whatever. So maybe if they want to address that, because what you guys saying is 100% right and I yeah. agree with you. Mm. I'm just so scientifically minded that yeah. I'm like... No, yeah, but I get it and that's what I maybe, mean. Like, yeah. It's so easy to see... Both, Both sides. sides. When yeah, you are sure. like that quote said, these aren't influencers or these aren't sort of people who haven't signed up to have their body as their job. Yes. yes. Because True. at the end of the day, their body is their job. Yeah. So yeah. then in that context, it's kind of justifiable. Yeah. But if yeah, if you can go without but, but, but like, then, why not? then do you just use, you know, the body scan test? Yeah. And then you can actually say, you know, you've got this much percent body fat, right. but you've got this much percent of muscle mm. and you're holding it all here. That's great. Keep going. I yeah. wonder, is it the physical element of your standing in a room stripped down with someone and they pinch you and pull you and take physical measurements yeah. rather well, like I is think, that the more aggressive yeah. sort of daunting element of it yeah, than maybe a body scan? I think so. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, probably. It's yeah. a much more physical act of being like, here, this is where your body fat's sitting. Yeah. My, like, I wouldn't like to do it. I'm not an yeah. athlete, but I wouldn't like to get in a room and have that done to me. In front uh, of personally. other people. Yeah, in not in front, front of other people. people. Or no then way. walk out of the room and, and people compare. be like, oh, what'd you get? Yeah. I'd be mortified. Yeah. And I think like body fat's like a weird thing because oh, you talk about zero, 0.2% body fat or whatever. You don't need a six pack to be good at footy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't need to be super shredded to be good at footy. Yeah. You, you can be, still be fit and don't you don't show a lot of muscle. Like, it's just... Well, yeah, I think that just goes back to what I said. It has to be within context. Yeah. yeah. If you're coming off off-season and yeah. all you've done is had Maccas and you've gone out and gotten Pierce yeah. and you come back <laughs> and they're gone... Eh. In Bro. Fat Club. That's what dads used to call it. Yeah, right? like, that's what they call it. They, they call, call it Fat that Club. That was the yeah. first thing that yeah. I thought about yeah. because when I think about the conversations I've had with friends about, oh, shit, we've got skin folds tomorrow, yeah. it's determining at preseason whether they're put into fats or skinnies, yeah. which for people who might not know is essentially like, are you going to train cardio for the next fortnight or are you going to train weights for the next fortnight, yeah. which is a really common thing in sports in those initial stages of preseason, sort of trying to get everyone to meet somewhere in the middle in a good space and then you're like well taking away skin folds isn't really impactful if at the end of the day you're still putting them into groups called fat or skinnies yeah, yeah. so it's probably like a broader issue really <laughs> yeah and like, can i do you know what i mean like yeah, you've got skin folds but you're still in fat group for the yeah. next fortnight yeah. like <laughs> can i pivot slightly and oh, probably speak to what is the other issue with this whole story is the way that it has instantly and from former players as we said being hijacked to be part of the rhetoric that this generation, generation is so yeah, soft say, this, generation. this generation is so soft and they always you know oh they're all got oh it's mental health oh it's well-being blah 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 and it's like that should just not even come into it yeah because they're obviously exactly as we've discussed there's there's very fair reasoning behind this and i and then like you said g these young men and women as they come through know that their body is their job and they want their body to perform at its best um, but this is a way for them to maybe focus in a healthy way of ensuring that and not, you know, pushing them to the point where they're going to injure themselves because they're so worried about their um, body fat levels or and this sort worse, of stuff. worse, like suffer yeah. eating disorders or yeah. mental health, like yeah. way more long-lasting impacts of something so small. Yeah. And also, like, I just think when this older generation come out and blah, 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 so soft, this woke generation, whatever that rhetoric yeah. is, like... I know that there would be men who played in that era who silently right now would be thinking, well, thank fuck, yeah. because if I didn't have to do that, it would have made life a lot easier and Absolutely. I would have copped a lot less shit in the dressing rooms and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mum, I know I swear too much. Um, but, like, I just <laughs> no, think that... No, fair, very fair. Like, there's... Yeah, like you said, there's so much rhetoric around old versus new generation, but I just think that people have had these struggles for a very long time and thankfully we've reached a point where the decision is quite frankly being taken out of the boys hands and it's yeah. coming from the top yeah and i feel like i mean i still stand by what i think in medical terms but mm. at the end of the day you guys are right like if that's all they're going to take and it's that small insignificant it's yeah. insignificant it's in the scheme nothing. of everything really yeah, like yeah. The amount of testing that they do. I like, know. Really like, surely you don't. Yeah, who cares? Like, make them run a beat test. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
what's just, more important, right? Especially and a game like also AFL. the other thing is, is I wonder if we'd be having this same conversation in this same context if it was netball that came out and did it first. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. first thing, one of the first things Kills said was, "Oh, I don't know if it's different in netball and blah blah blah." Because like I we, don't, yeah. But and you don't, but we co- instantly go to like. It's men, so it's not an issue. And yeah. if it was women's, it would be like, oh, you know, this, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because I, I didn't mean it in that way. No, no, no. no, no I know you didn't yeah. at all, but I yeah. just say like instantly we go to that. We feel so differently yeah, you're in right. the protection of men's mental health mm. than we do about women's because yeah. and even for some it, reason we feel like women need more protection. I yeah. think like, we think that men's mental health manifests in a completely different way and it can't mm. be in, in a body image sense. But, you know, I have close friends who certainly have struggled with eating disorders you know since they first started going to the gym at 15 who are not professional athletes who are men who honestly concern me a lot more than than some of my Absolutely. female friends Same like and here. that's it's yeah. and maybe this is a gr- great thing in the sense that it, it will open that door to more conversations about men's body image issues and that sort of stuff in the lead up to this year's Tokyo Olympic Games, a series of headlines circulated around WNBA star Liz Cambage. It started when she took to Instagram to express her disappointment with the Australian Olympic team's media press shots for their lack of diversity and came to a point when she was in camp with her Opal teammates in Las Vegas. There, Cambage not only allegedly broke COVID protocols to go and party, but she was also involved in a heated clash during a warm-up game against Nigeria, getting into a physical altercation and exchanging words with the opposition. Shortly after which, she withdrew from the Australian squad, citing her struggles with mental health issues as the reason. This incident ignited an inquiry by Basketball Australia and eventually an independent review. Last week, this uh, review had an independent panel and it concluded its investigation and found her guilty of one charge, dismissing three others and issuing Cambridge with a formal reprimand for the matter, but no fine or suspension. The low-grade penalty means that the 30-year-old is eligible to feature in next year's FIBA Women's World Cup in Sydney, which will be in September. And it certainly caused a stir as Liz often does um, in the sporting world uh, in general, but specifically in Australia. And for starters, girls, um, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts uh, around this and how it's been handled. Very interesting one. And we, I feel, have had many uh, off-mic conversations surrounding Liz sort of in the past eight months, Mm. give or take, on a sort of different but same note we were talking this week about her photo with drake yeah and while it's not contextual to what we're talking about i feel like it gives context in the fact that as australians we see that as a different world in which she functions so then when you see a photo with her drake it's kind of like this weird two worlds but you also feel sort of personally invested in it because she's australian and you feel like it's a smaller issue and she's operating in this big world and for me I feel like so much of that has been what I've struggled with wrapping my head around because it comes back to a conversation that we have often about the different characteristics Australians have in comparison to Americans when it comes to tall poppy syndrome individuality team mentality versus star player mentality back and forth and a lot of me wonders if that's where this all stems from with Liz being mm. an s- elite star athlete in the American space where she has spent so many years and operating in a world where Drake is her friend, yeah. how that translates to her then coming back to little old Aussie camp and fitting in and where those dynamics lie and then where Australian commentators feel like they have position to commentate Mm. on these issues does that make sense absolutely and i just feel like so much of it for me struggles to pin liz cambridge friends of drake and lebron to (laughs) australian olympic camp and like i struggle to see where she would fit into that and i wonder if that's where the issue stems from yeah where the issue stems from and why we sort of are taking it personally like as a country can it you know 
In you saying Does this, this go back to a Ben Simmons thing? I was going to say, honestly, I see Liz as the female Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. And that makes so much sense in yeah, my brain. That really makes a lot of sense. And I think it's the Americanization that is a big part us. of how uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. we are with her, with her unapologetic, uh, you know, I'm going to call things out and be this, that and the other as on a social media and, and public kind of front and yeah. then w- what we expect and of i am her. the star yes. and i will yeah. make this and she knows spin. you know if yeah. she had played we would have been in medal contention i reckon absolutely in, in the games and and we we really suffered without her saying this though i think she's a dickhead. she needs to pull ahead i think she's a dickhead <laughs> i think like from the reports that we here from the attitude from the fact that she got into a physical altercation with another player like what? Yeah, in that as well, some of the uh, – Joe Ingalls maybe? Yeah. Came out at the time of that all unfolding and said that he would never, ever be quoted as repeating what she said in that altercation because yeah. it was just so vulgar and foul and Apparently no one of any slurs. race. Yeah, yeah. Racial, which for me surprises me as a woman of colour, yeah. which she is, that yeah. that would be a sort of – dagger that she would throw like I just Mm. think that which is a part of the issue that a lot of commentary surrounding this is that we don't actually know what the charges or the warning was laid on and I think that there's kind of an element of mystery around what actually happened because she pretty adamantly denies ever leaving to go and party but she was like there's so much mixed communication and no one knows what really happens which adds to the frustration surrounding it I feel yeah I think as well though for me and we've spoken about this a lot because we're you know we are that team orientated look after each other Aussie spirit is the fact that people were willing to come out and comment that they were like you know had witnessed these stuff and they were totally against what she did no one came out and backed her up yeah so like what does that say as well Mm. I don't know I think well people said she'll never play again for Australia if that if she like chooses not to address and fix that as a personal issue yeah Yeah. and look I never want to minimize the mental health oh of course not and I like I know you guys are in the same boat and she has come out she did it in her uninterrupted interview with LeBron and that barbershop crew like she's spoken time and time again about how much she struggles with that Mm. so it's clearly similar to what we spoke about only a couple of weeks ago about Ben yeah Yeah. it's clearly some really severe underlying issues it's sort of one of those moments where it explains it but it doesn't justify it yes so like while that needs to be um she needs help and she needs know, help and yeah. she needs to be supported in that space. There's an element of we understand that you're struggling. That doesn't give you a right to tear down Australian basketball on your way. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. And I think, yeah. So, kind of what you were alluding to before, G, were some comments made by Liz Ellis and Craig Foster on Nine Sunday Sports Show um, speaking about the issue. And the two of them revealed that they have problems with these in- independent review panels in any sport when they kind of close ranks and and keep a lot of those details to themselves. They've both been parts of panels in their respective sports of soccer and netball. Um And I'll just quote uh, Craig Foster here. He said, I think it's important for people to know just a little bit of clarity around what happened. What was the actual charge? What was the incident? Um, It's not about Liz, but in sport, the inference can always be that the star players are necessary for the game and we want them to play in the next one. So I'm not saying that's what the case is here. What I'm saying is there needs to be some clarity on what goes on inside these chambers in sport. I think it's really important. So that's interesting. And I think, you know, I can see where that comes from. That's just, it's similar to what I talked to you about the other day. Mm. It's it's about transparency. Yeah. Um, If you create that level of, this is what it is and this is how it is and this is what's going to happen. People respect it more. Um, they respect the decision that's made. Players turn around and go, oh, all right, well, that's fair because it's happened every single time. And that's um, the standard. Yes, and that's like, the expectation, yeah. period. Yeah. I think on reflecting that too, I sort of thought about the conversation that we've had many a times about um, the sort of right that fans feel owed to all of the information and we talk about it in terms of individual players and you feel like you know them and you feel like you have a right to what's going on and xyz but I think that it does need to be different when it is a team decision not an individual because at the end of the day Australian teams are often publicly funded they represent us as a country she as an individual is 
the highest, well, the most well-known name, especially in our female basketball scene. Mm. So that is a representation of us as a country, Olympic teams, the taxpayer funded, blah, blah, blah. So there sort of is a different level of requirement in my opinion as a fan Mm. of that transparency when it comes to national teams privately owned teams and individual issues within sort of more local sport and by local I mean like national sports that's different I think but the public sort of feel like we have this right to know what the hell happened because yeah. the whole world was watching her as a representation of us. Absolutely. Yeah. When it yeah, unfolded. which is fair. I completely agree. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you, you're representing this country, you're representing us. And um, yeah, there, there is that in, definitely that in intensified sense of uh, ownership and what we're owed. Yeah. So pull your bloody head in, eh? Come on, mate. <laughs> Don't be a Ben Simmons. Be a Paddy Mills. <laughs> you always want to be a Paddy Mills. Be a Matisse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love him. And finally, to wrap up around the grounds, we wanted to chat to you about the Winter Olympic Games. It's been a strange few years for the Olympics. The pandemic forced a one-year delay onto the Summer Olympics. And to keep things on schedule, it means we already have the 2022 Winter Olympics following shortly behind. The Winter Olympics will be held in Beijing, China in 2022. This makes Beijing the first city to have hosted both the Summer and Winter Olympic Games. That's a fun fact. That is cool. Um, The dates for the Winter Olympics are February 4 to February 20. There's seven new events at this Winter Olympics, including women's monobob, freestyle skiing, big air, men's and women's, and mixed team events in short track speed skating team relays, ski jumping, freestyle skiing aerials, and snowboard cross. Snowboard cross is what our lovely um, Aussie snowboarder Scotty James does. Mm. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. He does. All, he yeah. does the snowboard things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, this. he does snowboard cross and he does big air as well. He does the things, the yeah. things in the air. Um, I thought so. you were going to say Miff Rennie. No, Miff does um, free, free skiing. She did a knee bar. I know. It's really yeah. sad. This is the thing I was going to bring up. I'm really devastated. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Um, Aussie athletes are currently competing in qualifying events to be chosen for the Winter Olympics team. It's expected around 40 members will make up the Australian squad. I'm really looking forward to this. I actually have obsessed over the Winter Olympic Games always. Mostly because of Scotty James. But But also because... Well, like, (laughs) obvious. Duh. But like Tora Bright. But also as a general statement... Because I find it so interesting. Yeah. We are not surrounded by snow. It's different for us seeing that side of things that we haven't grown up that mm. other countries and, you know, kids in Jindabyne do. Yeah. Um, I just think it's so cool. I love it. I love it. I love I it more love than it summer games. It's so out of the realm of anything I could ever do. Yeah. So I'm like, I have a different appreciation for it. Like, I can't swim fast, but I can swim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. fly through the air on a snowboard. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I honestly I enjoy it more than the summer games. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just think yeah, I completely agree. I, I find it so fascinating in those little niche sports. I always wonder how do people get into this kind of stuff. And when I was reading up about this, and I actually posted a little bit of the story on our Instagram last week about a couple of Australian women bod- bob slayers. Yes, right. I did very. And cool. One of them followed us. Yeah, she did. Brianna Walker. I think. Get it, Brie. Yeah, Brianna Legend. Walker. But I think her Instagram name is a bobsled, bobsled Brie or something. Oh, that's so, so cool. Love that. So they're going as a team, herself, Sarah Blizzard and Stephanie Fernandez. They're her all, name is not Blizzard. It is. That was going to be my next that's point. That's sick. Iconic. You yeah. had to be a Winter Olympian if you have your last name is Blizzard. Yeah. Um, they're in training at the moment and they were in China. I think they're now in Europe uh, and hoping to qualify to be the first women's bobsled team that we've had in a little while because in Pyeongchang in 2018, the Australian peak body for um, like whatever it's called, the bobsled, whatever peak body that is, didn't support their application. Sliding Sports Australia. Sliding Sports Australia, that's it. Good <laughs> yeah, word. I read your script. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> they didn't support the girls to go because they cited some fears of injury and basically didn't say the girls were up to scratch, which caused a bit of a stir at the time. Did you know Yana Pittman was a bobslayer? Yes, I feel like that was spoken about on... 
SAS. Yes. I didn't know this, right? So she's Correct a freak. me if I'm wrong. Maybe I just read it somewhere, but I definitely heard this freak. in the last couple of months. Anyway, <laughs> but she was a big part, a big vocal, you know, in it being so unfair. And like they were, um, there was a lot of claims that they had, you know, bully and un- bullied and unfairly treated the girls team um, in this, uh, their approach to the Winter Olympics. Unfortunately, they didn't get to compete at the time. So these girls are really hoping that they get there. I hope they absolutely kill it. Apparently, they're very, very good, um, Woo! which is great. And they seem really cool. But I could be so sick to be really good at a sport like that too because it's like, yeah. I'm a Look at me. And these <laughs> girls, they were all track and field athletes before they Oh, hectic. Because yeah. so, you sick. have to be really fast and, and strong. Lean. that. You can fit into the little thing. This yeah. kind of just makes me want to go and watch cool running. Yeah. <laughs> they always scare me, these sports too. Don't you reckon? Oh, terrifying. I no? look at them and I think they're so scary. Well, yeah, they're scary, the big, but the, I think there's the big a ski thing when they go whoosh. But that's really <laughs> scary. I think it is so cool. Yeah, but scary. Oh, it's yeah, sick. but it, they're just like high risk, high reward sports. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like bungee jumping, Marley. You just got to do Ranga it. What's the guy's name from America? He's really famous. What? What's the Ranga guy's name, name from, from America? Sean White? Sean, oh Sean White? Oh, my gosh. Is it Sean White? Yeah, I think so. Wait. He's Ranga? I don't think he's... Is he? He's a Ranga. Is, he? is that a derogatory term these days? Oh, sorry. He's a ginger. He has red hair. Oh, like, I don't... I wasn't calling oh, no, you out. You're, I'm you're genuinely right, right. <laughs> curious. Sean White. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. He's, like, the best snowboarder in the world. He's also a skateboarder. But he's a snowboarder. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, so he'll be there. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> and um, Was that a fact? Yeah. No, I was just thinking about who, uh, Winter Olympians that I know. Oh. Um, also, another really cool story that I was reading about is that there is a guy, his name is Nathan Crumpton, and he has previously represented um, in the USA team at the Winter Olympics, but now he's going to be representing his home country of America, Samoa, and he will be the first uh, Winter Olympian from America, Samoa, to compete since 1994 and apparently again he's very very good ranked eighth in the world um and could potentially win their first ever medal at these games he competes in the skeleton what's that where you hurtle head first down an ice track (laughs) on a toboggan at speeds of up to 130 k's per hour head first me with that no, thank you. See? Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. But how cool would that be for someone? That's so cool. It would be I'm sick. so excited for the Winter Olympics. Anyway, by the time that this episode comes out there, today is, it'll be 87 days. So it'll be 85 days on Thursday until the Winter Olympics. So set your, Quick set math. Time My favourite um, development in like the Scotty James love affair is that he's with Chloe Stroll, which I know we've mentioned. So yeah. Did I introduce like, you to Scotty James? No. Really? No. Oh, I thought You're not so. the only he became no. I thought like I when I brought him up, George didn't know who he was ages ago. I just thought that was something no. in my brain. Anyway, who are you stalking? Winter Olympics. <laughs> Looking forward to it. You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call our MVPs, where each week we award someone or something with their own personal MVP title. Keely, Lyra, Silver. Who is your MVP? Why do you always got to say it like that? Because uh, I'm consistent. <laughs> My MVP is Luka Doncic. Um, he plays for the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA. And he um, nailed this hectic, and I said it in the car, and Molly was so confused, buzzer beater. Yeah, she said it so quickly, <laughs> I thought it was like a, a physical thing. <laughs> Buzzer beater, scored a three-pointer to win the game with, like within, it was like, I don't know, it's one second or something. Wild, so cool. Um, we'll put the, um, we'll share the highlight on Thursday when this gets released. But yeah. It was so hectic. Yeah. And he's hectic, a freak. Right? So, bit of a fact check, maybe needed, but Google helps. Um, he is, apart from him, the only other NBA players with Three three pointers for the win in their resume are Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, and Kobe Bryant. Wow! Yeah, pretty good um start, right? Beauty. Yeah. G Moore. Sorry, G. What were you going to say? No, no. I was just going to say I've become really obsessed with him, and he was like 
he's only 22 and when Jesus. he was yeah <gasps> and when he was 17 he was like overweight no one ever thought he would make it he didn't meet any draft tests or anything and now he's 22 he's like basically the captain at dallas and he's a killer that he basically so led cool. the slovenian basketball team at the olympics like <laughs> yeah, on his own oh, back oh yeah 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 obsessed that Love is him. actually wild he's 22 yeah Oh, my gosh. And just, like, the league is loving him at the moment and all the footage of him, like, giving all the halftime and, like, timeout chats. I love That's sick. I love that. Wowie. Well, let's stick with you, G, because yours is in the realm of NBA too. Am I correct? Your MVP? I kind of forgot what it was for a second, yeah. I um, (laughs) really struggle every week to not give it to Steph Curry because every week he just pulls out, like, like he scored 50 points today. He's a man's break. Like, I am obsessed. But I'm not giving it to Steph. Well, I kind of just did, but I'm actually giving it to my brother. Bless him. He'll hate me for this. But last night, out of nowhere, Harry, Dr. Harry Moore, sent me... I love that. Oh, my God. He's going to hate me so much. (laughs) Sent me a picture of a spreadsheet with a message that said, I made a model to predict NBA game results. Watch tomorrow to see how it goes. If there is one in the last... Oh, and then just like explain to me how it worked. So he works in like research science. So he's like good with spreadsheets and shit. I was like, wait, what? And he goes, was just bored yesterday. I downloaded data from the last three seasons, made the model off the 2019 season and then tested on 2020 season. It was 60% accurate of game predictions. So he's made this like formula to predict because he was bored. That's insane. Oh, Your brother's bored. a freak of nature. He's a freak. He, and like... How intelligent. I, I think I don't need to reiterate the fact that I'm not the most intelligent in the family, but he um, made this model because he was bored and it's 60% accurate and it predicted the Warriors to win and they won. So that was really the only game Should that I Should we be using on, this honest. on a multi? Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I said, are you betting on this? And he goes, I'm going to see how it goes tomorrow. I'll see, like, and then probably. But I was just Gee, like, oh your God, DMs are going to so be full. <laughs> sick. And I just love that from him. And I was like, to be honest, I was like, I didn't even really know that he was that big of an NBA fan. Wow. Um, that's actually insane. That's MVP behaviour from me. Big time. That's like... To do it off the cuff one day and it be 60% accurate on a formula he just like pulled out of his ass. Love it. Oh, yeah. Casual. How that's can, amazing. That hurts my brain. This is know. the like, I'm going to... Not that it gives you that much information, but this is the spreadsheet. He sent yeah, me. wow. Yeah, shit. Jeez. That's sick. Impressive. I love anyway, that. Anyway, MVP behaviour from H. 100%. Well done, Dr. Shout Harry out. Moore. Yeah, shout out to Doc. My... Does he get... um? Comparisons to Dr. Harry, as in the vet. Um, well, he's only been a doctor for like a month. So like in the well, family, we've always said that. But yeah. he did book um, his first flight as like doctor the other day. Oh, oh that's my God. So if cool. I, Harry, please don't listen to this. He's going to hate me so much. But like, so fun. Oh. So cool. Well, my MVP was Madison Di Rosario. Um, we know her from her great Uh, Paralympic success. Uh, Madison is a wheelchair athlete and she made history on the weekend by becoming the first Australian woman to win the New York Marathon. Whoa. What a gal. That is so cool. And she beat a couple of people who were like the favourites in the the wheelchair race um, and had, you know, there's these great photos of her with the flag wrapped around her at the end of the marathon. Come on. What a queen. (laughs) More MVP behaviour. So you go, girlfriend. That's really cool. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. I'm going to start. This one's already on your radar. I know it. It's a massive fight night next Wednesday, the 17th of November. Tim Zhu is back and he's fighting Takeshi Inoue in a massive event um, in Sydney out at Homebush. It's not called Acer Arena anymore, is it? It's Kudos Bank. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that one, the big one. (laughs) Um, It's going to be awesome. I love watching him fight. If you are a boxing fan, you're probably in the same boat. I think there's hardly anyone in this country who doesn't um, love old mate Timmy. So I'm excited to watch that. Nice one. Keely Silver. Marley Silver. Um, I have to give a little bit of credit to Marley because she told me about this one. Uh, So starting next week, 
um, from November 19 to 21. The WBBL, which is the Women's Big Bash League, the cricket, are having their first ever First Nations round yeah. for all the Indigenous players, which is really cool. Very cool. Um, so get around it. We actually haven't really spoken about the WBBL a lot. Yeah. Um, so in general, let's start watching it, everyone. As a yeah. collective, um, some of the players, the Indigenous players, Michaela Hinckley, uh, Annika Leroyd, Ashley Gardner, who we know. Yes. Um, Hannah Darlington and Ella Haywood. They'll yeah. all be representing. Very cool. And the jerseys are sick. Yeah. So um, they've all the uniforms have been designed by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists. So super fun. Very cool. That's mine. Georgia Moore. So fun. This one, uh, shout out Trace Moore for the reco. Uh, also, <laughs> the record, yeah, so bogan. <laughs> um, Play on. Also, tying back in with the Winter Olympics, my recommendation is Australian Story on Yana Pittman. Oh, cool. Um, the description is for those who maybe don't know her that well. Is Yana Pittman reckons she has and. ABC wrote reckons. That's not me continuing to be Bogan. <laughs> she has lived five lives in her 39 years. She's been a world champion athlete, a mother of four, a doctor in a busy Sydney hospital, and more recently, reality TV star on SAS Australia. And she's doing a, PD, a PhD in obstetric. Obst- wow, can she speak? Obstetrician? <laughs> Obst- obstetrics? Obstetrics. <laughs> Got ya. And she's pregnant with twins. Holy oh my! In case God. you didn't know, and, and aren't all four of her kids IVF kids? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, amazing. She decided she wanted to have kids to do it on her own. Freak. She's Love a freak. this for her. Um, <laughs> so watch that, Insane. and then you can fact check us on what, claiming what she was in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah, just always fact check us. We like to um, be like responsible, to keep you guys, on um, your toes. Yep, we like to be. Um, also, in your okay, ears cool. on Monday, Just keep talking when I'm you talking. will hear a <laughs> lovely, lovely good. chat. Won't they, though? They'll hear a lovely chat on yeah, Monday. Yeah, no, I wasn't talking, so keep talking. Chat. With a lovely man. Oh, a lovely man. By the name of Matt Duffy <laughs> that G Moore introduced us to, and we had a wonderful halftime huddle chat with him all the way from Japan in between cleanup duty, um, which you'll hear all yes. about as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so tune in to that <laughs> Good one. one. And if you are listening on Spotify, make sure you follow us, check out our Chicks and Balls official Pump Up and Country Music playlist. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe. Give us a five-star rating, please. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod. And DM us. And do you about much? anything really? We love yeah, you guys. Ask stories. us how our days are. Yeah. I don't care. Cool. Tell us how yours work. Yeah. <laughs> Heck. Tell Heck. Molly that she's not funny. And you can talk about my giant five head. <laughs> anyway, other than that, I guess we'll catch you next time. Follow I guess. I know. Follow we'll your catch hopes you. and dreams. Whoa. Let's all talk at the same time. <laughs> okay. Bye. Oh my goodness. Bye.